everybody, happy Tuesday and welcome back to this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast. Solely focused on the theme, we can, we will, whether this COVID-19 storm as business owners that is. If we haven't had the chance to meet yet, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did slash the one asking all the questions throughout these episodes. On Friday afternoon last week, I got the opportunity to chat with the vivacious and ever-inspiring Dr. Joanna Abayi, the award-winning business owner with over 12 years of experience championing diversity, inclusion and equality in the workplace, who has also recently been appointed an MBE in the Queen's New Year's Honours List. As the non-executive director for Investors in People, a trustee for the Lord Mayor's Appeal, the first and only black person to be made a trustee and director of the Media Society, not to mention the founder and CEO of Blue Moon, the executive search and diversity and inclusion consultancy based in London. Having been introduced to Joe a few months ago by the wonderful Macamore girls who featured on the series last week, I've watched in awe from afar since then at the extensive workload and number of commitments that Joe undertakes, juggles and manages each week. With that in mind, therefore, I caught up with Joe over Zoom at the end of last week to find out what impact the coronavirus has had on her day-to-day life, schedule and business so far, as well as her all-important advice for each and every one of us as we try and navigate the next few weeks and months too. As always, I really hope you enjoy it. like we've kind of just briefly spoken about it but you are someone that is so used to being out and about I don't think I know anyone that has a schedule like yours so what impact has this coronavirus had on your day-to-day schedule what you do you know in your in your career so I think a lot of people have been concerned about this with me but um I don't it hasn't affected me in quite the way that I think (laughs) I think everyone thought it would. Like, so a lot of my consultancy work um, can can be done from home, and a lot of it is done from home. But of course, I won't. I don't sort of Instagram phone calls, if if you know what I mean, or like meetings, Zoom meetings. But like when I go on site and do a session, we do take photos of those and we evidence those. And so all it's meant really is that some of those face to face interactions where we'd be running workshops, kind of face to face, we're now just running them via Zoom. So it hasn't changed that. And to be honest. Like when I'm at lots of other things that I'm either whether I'm talking at them or whether clients ask me to run another session for them or whether I'm supporting one of the charities I'm a trustee of and one of their initiatives, which is what keeps me as active as I am, is I sit on five boards. And so they've all got a huge amounts of um, activities that they're doing. And so sort of as trustees or non-exec, you know, you're obviously expected and I'm happy to support them. So that's why sometimes it can look like it's crazy busy. So at the moment, all it's meant is that the kind of that side of stuff hasn't happened outside but it's still happening inside so for example like today I've been on calls pretty much every day this week starting like eight o'clock ish and finish at like seven so my day is absolutely just as crammed I'm just having to do it from my my office like my desk I could could call it an office but it's just a desk in my bedroom so that would be a lie (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were sat on a bed it looks like a headboard now I'm on on the bed now I'm on the bed (laughs) my my desk is just over here so, oh, but I thought, because really? I'm having a chat with you, I'll sit on the bed. And I've got like, yeah, yeah. I bought this thing from Amazon, which is like a bed desk. So you're yeah, sat the, on like the level thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so that that's kind of been okay in that respect. And and actually, although like I do go to a lot of things, and you can probably see that on my Instagram, I actually um, love like not having to. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> You're enjoying the break. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm absolutely loving that bit. So like, um, but people always say like, you're out of everything. And I'm like, I know, but there's a lot of things I say no to. Like there's yeah. a lot of things I say no to. Like at the moment, it's like, it's been good that I can just be at home. And sometimes I've said yes to something. And then on the day, there's just loads of work or there's loads of things going on. I'm like, the last thing I want to do is like wear makeup or like not be in a hoodie. Do you know what I mean? And go along to that. Whereas at home, I can just kind of, do you know what I mean? I can get on with everything. I do all my admin. I can clean the house. Yeah. I can get the washing on. I can wash my hair while I'm doing a meeting. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's all these other things I can get done. Oh, it's so, a perfect um, excuse for, like, not not going to the social things that you don't want to go to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, like, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. So, like, in a way, I'm kind of enjoying it. And I think it's what I needed because... It has, it is tough, but I'd be lying if I said that that hasn't also played a little bit of a part on my mental health. And I actually came off of Instagram and had a break from Instagram for this very reason that I just found myself having, while I was at home, in between sort of making like three meals a day and doing work, I'd have a look on my Instagram. And whereas before I'd just post onto my Instagram and then come off and then maybe look again later when I'm at home. Whereas it was getting to the point where I was just like scrolling, but like for scrolling's sake. And and then what I was doing was it wasn't having a positive impact. I was I was comparing myself. I was comparing my business. I was comparing like how some people may have got it right and where I've not got it right. And so I wasn't, there was no um, animosity to the people that were doing really well. But what I was doing is I was using it to beat myself up. So I wasn't using it to criticize them. I was using it to make me feel useless or like a failure. So I just kind of, kind of was like, I don't follow anyone that's negative. Like everyone's lovely, doing lovely things. And I've deliberately only followed people that inspire, add value, push me forward, lift up my spirit. So I don't, there's no one on there that are like contaminating me with like horrible messaging or anything like that. But it was just, it was, I was looking at it all. And then, then you're kind of going, well, why, why isn't your business doing that? And, and it was because I had this time then to reflect on it all. And I think there is something in, there's healthy reflection and then there's just picking up sticks to beat yourself with. And so I just decided to eliminate that. Don't get me wrong. Every day I'm still finding ways to control anxiety and depressing thoughts, which is why I do the exercise and meditating. But I'm certainly enjoying having the opportunity to do that in the privacy of here mm, and not yeah. having to find like a face to put on every or a mask to put on every day and then have that extra effort of like pretending I'm OK all the time. Yeah, definitely. I think um, that's one of the issues of Instagram, isn't it? It's such a common trail of thought by so many people in terms of the kind of comparison culture on there. But I would say that I know quite a few women and you are one of the most inspiring women out there. So for you to be, oh, oh, come on, for you to be saying, I don't know if I've done enough, please. Like, <laughs> you are inspiring so many of us. I just don't feel like that. It's so bizarre. It is honestly like... It's, as I say, that, um, that I've mentioned her a few times, but I basically have CBT therapy on a Friday morning. Yeah. And uh, it was her that I was speaking to this morning. And I um, was telling her all these things that I've like beat myself up for about this week, and, um, which I tell her every week. And she kind of was saying, and it's a good coping mechanism. So I'm going to share it, which was, she was like, if you're in a courtroom, what would be your for and against that argument that you've told yourself and so I was kind of saying I think I'm like this bad luck omen and like I keep bringing bad luck to people that care about and stuff like that and she was like well if you're in the court and they said give evidence of that like what would actually be your evidence for it and what would be your evidence against it and then that's a way that I've been kind of like going every time one of those horrible little thoughts goes into my head I'm like for and against for and against so it's nice that you've said that but when you're in that little kind of dark phase in your mind you're not always that kind enough to say actually yeah I am trying my best 
and I'm trying my best under really uncertain times and things like that. So uh, it's really bizarre, but everyone says to me, oh, Joe, you're really, in- you know, inspired. And I get that a lot. Like, oh, you've made me feel like I can go off and do something. And, and I love that. That's like a really nice feeling. But it's just not what I think I'm doing. It's really mm. difficult. Yeah, they, I think it's, um, again, it's, it's such a common thing for high achievers in terms of the amount of pressure you put on yourself. It's like, mm. it's, it's it, it, everyone can say that you're doing amazing, but you need to believe it yourself kind of thing. Yeah. So in, let's let's roll with that then, because I know that you have obviously mentioned your coach quite a few times. But in terms of as a business owner right now, with the uncertainty that this situation has provided um, or created, sorry, what are your main concerns as a business owner to kind of deal with the coming weeks and months? And what have you kind of put in into action or what do you plan to put in action to kind of deal with that? Yeah, a couple of things that I, I would suggest um, as a tip, and this is a, a tip for going forward. So it doesn't necessarily address how you might be feeling now. But one of the things like for me in my business journey, it's been really up and down, up and down, up and down. So um, we've always had really big ups where I've been able to have a generous salary. I've been able to hire people and give them nice salaries. And then I've had times I've had to trim everything right back again because it's all not gone to plan. And so I got myself into a habit of saying, I need more than one thing to rely on to pay me. And because I had a generous salary through the business for, for, for a long time and through the work I did, yeah, really through the business for the last like four or so years, I was able to sit on boards and give away so much time for free because I didn't need that extra revenue. And it just meant that um, I'd already spent all my life doing stuff for free before it became a business that made any money. So I was like, well, I'm just going to continue doing that. But this time it will be a bit more comfortable <laughs> than it had been in the previous years um, in that I can eat and I can get the bus to things as opposed to walking. So I, I then thought to myself that I need to just find new ways of earning money. So one of the things that has allowed me a little bit of room is that some of the projects and the um, business ventures that I've set up have been allowing me to earn money not loads but enough that will tide me over so should all of the money or all of my business absolutely come to a grinding halt there is this little buffer that will keep the lights on and the food on the table kind of thing. And so a bit of a tip for this, because these things can happen at any point, and it's a real test to your business and your mental health and your creative ability, I think, to think on your feet. And so I would just say, for next time, use this as, if you haven't been able to do that this time because you're still at that building stage, to the next time, think of what other thing could I be doing that no matter what the, what the elements do, it would keep ticking me over, even if it was £500. You know. What does that look like then for all of your different projects? Like, what, where are those income streams coming from? So I run, yeah, so how it's worked is I had retained work through some clients. So trying to get a retainer is really important and still being able to de- deliver on that retainer every day because you're still going to be able to work from home. So I think trying to get lots of different retainers for work that's manageable so that even if one person's paying, I don't know, 3K and another person's paying £1,000, at some point, even if one goes, we're going to have to hold back and pull back and we can only give you three days work, that's still that's still £1,500. And so it was finding retained work in lots of different pockets yeah. on top of the consultative one-off sort of contingent work that I do. And then I also like run an APPG, which is an all-party parliamentary group. And we're doing so much work in the background. We haven't been able to do anything because of the coronavirus, like we actually had our first roundtable, which we'd um, discussed and promoted for a long time in February and then in March. And of course, we can do anything, we can go anywhere. So March cancelled that out, but we've still been doing a lot of it online. And so that pays us not much, but a small amount of money. I'm also uh, working, doing like some one-to-one 
sort of um, coaching for people, but much not not at the rate that you would expect that you would usually pay, but just to keep people on track that I've been that I was helping before. I do some advisory. So today, for example, I did three pieces of as three pieces of advisory work which is just helping people to get through this phase with their diversity and inclusion initiatives not to completely put them at a halt but to find a way to take them through so it's just finding lots of different ways and and all of it is linked to diversity and inclusion so I haven't gone and had to learn a new set of skills I've used what I currently have um and so I would say to people that are trying to build a business they haven't probably got the time to go and learn all this additional stuff when they're trying to get the basics of their business to yeah. remain yeah, I think that's really important what you said there, because it all does, all of those little projects you're working on, they all come back to the values that you stand for. And I think that that's something I was speaking to another lady earlier this week about. It's finding ways to make this situation work, but maintaining everything that you've, all of those values that you stand for. So not kind of doing things out of desperation that one day you're going to regret because people are going to say, hang on a second, that doesn't, that doesn't add up. Yeah. Absolutely. And also out of desperation, I think it's avoiding, avoiding debt. Mm. Because um, in these moments is when you might rely more on your credit card and overdraft alone. Um, some of the government schemes that they're doing to help us, which has been brilliant that they're doing that, but some of them are, are loans. So it is also about being careful that you're just trimming back so that your outgoings become as small as possible, where possible. And honestly, I'm, I'm completely aware of people that are going to be have great big mortgages or who have um, loads of commitments and are now going to be getting £94 a week. So I'm not saying this as if I'm in an ivory tower with like no challenges. I'm, I'm just trying to shed some positivity on yeah. what can only be a horribly um, difficult time for people. But it's also just try your best if you can, even if the loan is from a family member or someone you know, try and do that as opposed to the banks because then when you finally do get on your feet, you can have loads of interest. And remember, when you get on your feet, you're going to be trying to get on your feet for a yeah. period of time. Do you know what I mean? When business is back, you're going to be scraping to, it's not like you're going to get all this old money. It's like you're going to be trying to get back this new money. So the last thing you want to do once you finally get to that part is have 10 grand of debt to pay. Do you know what I mean? Um, 100%. Yeah, be really careful about that bit. Yeah. Um, if it means changing like Sainsbury's to Lidl or Audi, then just kind of whatever bit it needs to be or cutting your phone bill down or whatever it is yeah. just try all of that before you try loans it's so funny you said that my partner and I were uh, sat outside I kind of thought of these podcasts this is what I wanted to do um in the car park of Lidl last week and it was about eight o'clock and we were sat there kind of brainstorming he was trying to like calm me down while I was going through all these ideas and anyway we ended up going in trying to do a food shop and the whole place was empty so it was completely <laughs> but yes Lidl Lidl all the way um, <laughs> so you've mentioned I saw a, a post that you did on I think you were speaking on some TV show about the importance of communication yeah, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. This. so many people so many business owners are going to be having quite difficult conversations over the next few weeks if they're having to negotiate new deals or if they're you know being told that they're being dropped or whatever it is what's your advice for kind of dealing with the the kind of these raw What's, what's the word I'm going for? Just, yeah, the No, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I've experienced it myself. So one of the big clients I was working for, we, we had um, six months of work lined up. And because of the impact that the coronavirus has had on their bottom line, they can't justify the work that they were paying us as a consultancy. And so I've... Um, I've been served like a, this is our four weeks. And as soon as it's back to normal, we're going to reinstate um, this activity, but we've just got to pause it. And it's interesting because um, there's going to be some businesses that just don't feel like a priority at the moment. So although you've been doing some work with a small business, for example, all of a sudden it's not as important because 
we're trying to work out, like one of the clients I spoke to this morning was told me that over the last three weeks, they've had to try and get, because they work in trading, nine screens to all their um, brokers. So they've then also got to have a, a place where nine screens can fit. Then they've got to set up like virtual meetings and stuff. And that was just to keep the staff that, that they had working so that their business can weather this. So um, I think it's happening to absolutely everyone. So that's the first thing to say is like, it's, you're not alone in it. Uh, and I would also say that the communication part's really important. So even if like one of the things I used to do for one of my clients that um, were retaining us was every week, I would write down for myself what it was I did that week for them. So that if they ever said, you know, well, what have you been doing? You know, <laughs> which hopefully they would never say, but there's something that says, you know, this is what I've been doing. So I think that's also really important. And I think being online and talking to people and sharing it, try and create the comfort of what it felt like at work as much as possible at home. So one of the, the people I was speaking to today was saying that they've basically created teams where they've got um, like Microsoft Teams and they've got nine people from that team all on it. And even though they're sitting in their different houses with their nine screens, they can hear each other chattering and what's going on to try That's and amazing. bring back, yeah, to try and bring back this level of like normality and sense of teamwork when actually you're all isolated. Mm -hmm. um, quite practically so I would say that's really important I'd also say get out and get some fresh air it sounds like oh yeah everyone sort of says that but I actually look forward to my 40 minutes alone <laughs> out there with no one around me and like I exercise and as I'm exercising I'm actually thinking about everything else I'm thinking about work I'm thinking about thinking about things that I just don't get a chance to so mm -hmm. I'd say that's a really good way to deal with it but also some fun things <laughs> that you can Go do for it. <laughs> yeah some fun things because I don't want this to all be about getting the most out of work but I think use this period to get in habits that you can't when you're running around with work and stuff so like every night I do a six minutes of what I've enjoyed about myself like that day what I'm proud of what um what I'm grateful for how I'm going to improve tomorrow what my good deed was what I could have done better and I do that every night so then that gets me in the mindset of saying like yeah I may be losing clients at the moment and my revenue might be going down drastically but actually some really good things happen today too and yeah. it's not until you start having to go well what were the good things like that you go, oh, my day hasn't actually been that bad yeah that's what that does another thing is like setting up activities so I've been like at a particular time in the evening my nieces have been calling me and we've been playing like games and that's just because in that moment, they're like 11 and 12 and they're at home and they don't get any of the things that would be stressing me out. So they talk to me about everything, like what an 11 and a 12 year old would do. You know, I've, I watched one of them tidy their room. They took me through their favorite outfits and like, there's another one taking me through her favorite pajamas. And then they're all on this, on, they're on that house party app. And so for that moment, I'm just like an auntie, like yeah. no one cares about anything else. I've seen um, quite a few posts about that from some of the mums with businesses I've followed and they're saying that kids are the best. Granted, I can imagine how stressful it must be having to juggle yeah. businesses with, with babies at home, but kids have such an innocence. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. That is just such a nice, that's such a comforting thing to be around right now. Yeah, and I couldn't be my godson on his birthday. So we we did a house party and there were some games in it and he was laughing his head off at like me getting the games wrong and like I had to draw things. He was like, what the hell is that? That doesn't even look like it. And then like, it does suddenly made me like forget about everything else because I was like, no, for an hour, we're going to celebrate his birthday with him. So I'd say that. Another thing my friend is doing, which is excellent, is she's watching Disney films. I'm sorry, but I love Disney films. She's no, watching you can't Disney go wrong with Disney. Yeah! <laughs> and then they're, they're like watching them. And you know how you do like book reviews, like in book clubs? They're doing like Disney reviews. Oh my God, <laughs> the dream. I want to join in. <laughs> 
because she told me it the other day and I was like, oh, actually, I might do that. And then my, Nathan has been giving his nieces, because they're obviously homeschooling, his nieces and his nephews. He's been saying to them, like, I want you to look up one important figure in history, black history or not, and tell me about them, draw them. What were they famous for? What did they overcome? And like, they're all like, yeah, yeah. And so we're in this family group and like, they're like, uncle, I've drawn this. And like, let me show Is you what I've drawn. drawn so far? Maya, Maya Angelou. Yeah. Um, Ian Wright. <laughs> Random, <laughs> but we'll roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Wright is because our nephew um, is like football mad. Yeah. And so we knew to I was thinking more like Martin Luther King and you're yeah, like, no, Ian yeah. Wright. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's funny because they're like, they're on the house party app and they're going like, have you seen my picture? And then one of the nieces is like, who's that supposed to be? I have no idea. <laughs> and then it just becomes like, something we're looking forward to in it yeah. okay 11 o'clock we're doing our presentations and so I think there's things like that and like my friends we're all finally available at the same time because we're at home so like tonight we're having like a house party catch-up where all seven of us are just going to be chatting yeah. sometimes I think it's like just finding other ways to like do stuff when you know that you can't like really be around me and Nate yesterday sad as it is we played some board game called logo what am I or who am I like which I bought which literally just before we went into lockdown I was like what if I get like without being mean to Paul Nathan I was like well, what if we both get stuck in the house just us two yeah. <laughs> what are we it's gonna like, do yeah like, <laughs> like it's a small flat oh, for um, yeah like we don't spend all of our time together usually so then I was like I'm gonna do some stuff because we're just gonna get bored of Netflix and stuff so I bought a couple of um board games and that was one of them and yesterday I was like should we play this and he was like yeah, yeah yeah so we played that for a little bit so sometimes it's just like it doesn't always have to be um like what am I doing next in my career like yeah 100% you know, how, how will I fight this and like <laughs> how will my business thrive in three months time as long as it can just be do you know what like I never get time off how yeah, am I going to yeah. spend that time like and connect with but people that I don't get some time Exactly, embrace it. I am. I'm so aware that Zoom cuts you off after 40 minutes. So I'm oh. just to round up. I was zooming uh, Jess and Nat last night, and we were chatting away, and then it just cut us off. And we had to rejoin again. Um, so very, very quickly, Joanna, what are you going to do once this is over to treat yourself that you you oh. weathered the COVID storm? <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do is get a treatment in my hair. <laughs> I'm going to get an infill of my nails. <laughs> Um, I'll probably do go, go and do a facial. It's probably going to be all that kind of stuff, like okay. to feel a bit normal because I've been gymming loads and working loads. Work's probably going to just continue and the fitness will keep going. But like my nails will definitely overgrow. Like my eyebrows will. So it's going to be kind of like that shallow maintenance. But then I think after a day of sorting all that out, because it doesn't take long, does it? Just get a few your nails painted and that. I'll go and see my friends and my family. Like yeah. I miss my nieces, my godchildren and my nephews and just sitting with them and talking. I can't wait to be back doing that. Like, yeah. can't wait to be back doing that. I love that. Thank you so much. You, oh, thank you. You put the biggest smile on my face. And oh, good. yeah, that was filled with so much good advice. So thank you. No, you're welcome. Should I take a photo of us? Thank you so, so much for listening to that episode. It genuinely means so much to me and I really, really do appreciate it, especially given how busy everyone is right now. If you found this episode to be useful in some way, shape or form, it would genuinely mean so much to me if you could please rate, review and subscribe to the She Can, She Did podcast and share these episodes with any of your fellow friends in business or just in friends in general, to be honest, to give this series a little boost. Between you and me, rumour has it those numbers help when talking to potential sponsors 
sponsors. And I don't know about you, but I could really use one of those right now. <laughs> if you are new to the She Can, She Did podcast and fancy listening to some motivational stories from some pretty incredible female founders to get you through the next few weeks too, please feel free to rummage through series one and two of the podcast as well. There's some pretty amazing women and stories hiding in there. Have a great day, girls. Keep going. And please do tune in to 